Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We are your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco from NomadicMinds.Capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at pneumaticminds.capital. Good evening, everyone, and very welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. Today, we have a very special guest, Andrew Romans. Welcome to our podcast. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself? Yes, well, Michelle, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. Um, I started out as an entrepreneur, uh, founded a couple of companies, raised about $300 million of venture capital funding, had one um, epic failure. So had to fire 90 people in a day and maybe 100 before that. Uh, did manage to get one company on the NASDAQ with an IPO and sold a company. And then I switched to becoming a venture capitalist. I'm now investing out of my third venture capital fund. I wouldn't say it's easy to be a venture capitalist, but um, we're getting very lucky at this point. And our first fund is looks like about an 8x cash on cash return. And our second fund looks like a 15x. So if you invested $100,000 in our second fund, you're getting paid back $1.5 million or a million dollars in and 15 million back. And at the same time, we're continuing to build our network and support startups. So we're happy to be doing what we do. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm just interested, what made you make the switch from full-time entrepreneur to venture capital? You know, it's a funny question. And I think Mm -hmm. it's a very irrational decision that's often more male than female. Like women are more rational to say, makes more sense to stay as an entrepreneur than do what they're doing. And I think people somehow are attracted to this lifestyle that they perceive. But once you get there, is this really what you want for your life and how you want to spend your days getting 10,000 emails a day? It's like impossible to deal with the email, if nothing else. I remember my first pitch meeting. We were pitching Freedom's FBR in Arlington, Virginia, Washington, D.C., basically. And I thought the guy was a total asshole. And yet, for some reason, he was sitting here like asking questions. And I thought he was a horrible person. Like, clearly, if there is a hell, he is there now. But but for some reason, I said, oh, I want that job. No idea why. I don't know. A short answer, a shorter answer is I'm an entrepreneur, just like someone's like, I'm a heroin addict or I'm gay or I'm straight. I am an entrepreneur. It's just the way it is. And for me to be involved with multiple entrepreneurs. So if all three of you were CEOs, you're like the gladiator fighting away. I can sometimes drink a beer in the Coliseum watching you. And sometimes I can jump in and fight with you. And so I can fight there with you, but then kind of go out and fight with the other one. And I'm a little more diversified. What I'm doing is so much more safe than what you're doing. Is it easier? I don't. Probably not. Probably. I don't know. But that's a short answer. 
I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur and this is basically entrepreneurship on steroids. So what are you currently investing in? What, what excites you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I, I try to, I'm, I'm starting to put my CEOs on the podcast. I just recorded a podcast with Quant AI where um, it's a New York City, it's an immigrant from Nepal who moved to New York City. And so he's kind of new to the United States, but he made a artificial intelligence company that tracks all workers on a construction site. So like the Delta terminal at the JFK New York City airport has 3,000 people working there. And sadly, it's the number two cause of death in the United States that these workers die and get injured on these. So every every big skyscraper you've seen in Dubai or New York or London, someone died making those things. And for sure, they cost a lot of money. This technology keeps everyone much safer, which has a dollar value. It saves a lot of money when people stop dying and getting injured. And then it makes the whole thing way more efficient. Who needs to be here when and it's saving 11% on these, you know, trillion dollar industry. So it's a good company to be behind. It's a good company to be behind. Today, the valuation was good. We can get that valuation so high and raise more money. And it's a global race that there's no city we don't want to be in today with that business. So it's like urgent gladiator entrepreneuring there. I'll just say one other one. Kindy in Silicon Valley is natural language processing. So we kind of lived through keyword search of how to find things on Google. And there's enterprise search of how to understand your own data and customer information or whatever. And then there's natural language processing, which is like the next big level of understanding any kind of search. And to be able to read thousands of documents from a computer and understand them better than a PhD clinical trial, find the vaccine person and to have like robotic compliance. It's like this company should be valued more than Google. Like this should be much bigger than Alphabet. We'll see what happens if we sell to them or what. But like every single business Like you should get in your car and say, hey, what kind of oil do I need to put in the car? Oh, and by the way, you know, we're driving through the Alps of Italy right now. And the car should just read the manual and and like send you an SMS of like, this is the oil. And then you walk out of the car. The idea of opening the glove box, getting a book out, being late for your meeting, getting kicked off your podcast in your car. Like this is for cavemen, right? Total cavemen. <laughs> so technology is very exciting. That is so true. So can you see any connection among all your successes? Mm. Like any specific yeah, kind of trade I, I guess skill? The, the shortest answer would be uh, the team. I think when I was younger in my career, I was I was really excited by technology, even if I did not like the CEO. And I don't have to like every CEO. Like I think of Steve Jobs, like if Steve Jobs came into my office barefoot, smells bad, insulting everybody, you know, I don't know if I would have loved that CEO as much as everyone thinks, oh, I love that turtleneck now. Um, But I think if there's a common theme, it's the gladiator. It's the team. I think most startups end up pivoting 
And if you're doing something new and innovative, there's going to be a lot of dynamic change. And so in a world of pivots, what you're left with is the team, maybe some core technology in the industry you're going after. So we try to go after large markets or mm -hmm. a vision to get to a large market. So it can be a big business that can make like 50x or 100x return, which makes up for some of the, of the losses. Um, and that gets you to a 15x cash on cash. But I would say short answer would be team. What do you mean exactly? So like when it's team it means a lot of stuff. Okay, could be everything, could be nothing. So is there a specific trade that you think great team has that weak team they don't? You know, one one thing, you know, like I've heard I've heard friends of mine in Milan say. It's not that he's lying, he's just too proud to tell the truth. You know, it's like, well, he's lying, you know? The, 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 the yeah. one thing about team that I really appreciate is honesty. You know, like yeah. if I feel like if I feel like I'm being lied to during this flirtation get to know you period where I'm here to make investments and they are there to raise capital for their business, right? And if I say show me the historical financials that show monthly what your revenues were, monthly what your expenses were, were you burning money or you were generating cash profitably, you're probably burning normally, and what's your, your cash balance? And they are not openly answering that question and they're trying to like, do they think they're gonna fool me into accidentally investing in a company with horrible financials? I mean, you know, just be open. So I mean, I think honesty is a starting point. Beyond that, I think that some entrepreneurs were born and put on this earth to do this company or this industry. And yeah. they know everything about that industry. Their grandpa and their grandma worked in that industry. You know, they were doing yeah. it when they were a child. And they're so passionate about saving the Navajo nation of people or whatever it is, that if these people are super passionate about that business, then they probably can recruit people to leave their high paying job or their exciting job at, you know, Google or something and join them. So, you know, what makes good management is someone who has the ability to attract and convince people to work with them or invest in them, which gives them the cash to recruit those people. And sometimes I look at what they did before. Like Raul Vora was the technical founder who made Reportive. And I used Reportive. Like you, 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 you do that insert, you know, add-on of Reportive and I type in Francesco and your, your head pops up. So I know I spelt it right. There's like one click to your LinkedIn and your tweets and everything. And he sold that to LinkedIn. I thought, this guy has the technical ability to make superhuman, even though it was all vision. And he had the ability to raise money. I mean, he had my money like this. I was just like, here's the money. You take my money. I love yeah. this. And then I knew that with money in his pocket, he could walk around San Francisco where it's very difficult to get anyone to join you. He would have no problem. He'd be like Leonardo DiCaprio walks into the bar, you, you, you my room boom you know he had that he had that talking about money 
Do you know when it rains money? When it rains money, meaning when like- When there's a change in the weather. Okay. Yeah, we promised some really bad jokes. Oh, <laughs> that right, is what right, okay. Uh, okay, now I got it, now I got it, yeah. Okay, now it makes okay, sense. Okay, so there's a change in the weather and, and it's all of a sudden hard to raise money, you mean? No, 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 it was a joke. So oh. you know when it rains money when it's changing the weather. Ah, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm laughing way. really hard on the inside, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do, do you know? Uh, do you know what are the strongest days days of the week? The strongest days of the week? Yeah. No, tell me. Saturday and Sundays because the rest are weekdays. <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. Well, going going back on us. So, if you have to like give one sentence to every founder or every VC or every investor on the planet. Say, okay, guys, success usually like 90% of the time is correlated to this thing. In your case- To the people, to the people you surround yourself with. Okay. So surround yourself by the smartest people around. And no, it smart- doesn't have to be the smart. I mean, what's the definition of smart? I, I like honest, like Hitler was smart. Do I want Hitler in my corner in a fight? Not really. You know, so I'd say it's um, who is your co-founder is the most important decision you'll ever make. And Mm -hmm. who are the first advisors that you get that are willing to support you with their time, their network or cash so that like your angel investors and who are the VCs you bring in. And, you know, one of my I I got off a call to be on this one, um, getting the news that one of my portfolio companies raised. 77 million dollars at a 1.1 billion dollar valuation i was actually hoping to hear they were going to ipo the company instead it's like ah more fundraising when is it going to end but you know i want to know more about this investor are they dead weight in the cap table or are they going to be useful you know why them and so i think that one thing is you know your co-founder your first investors your other investors you know, we live in a world without a lot of secrets and world word travels fast on Skype and email and WhatsApp. So it's about the people and the team. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of football teams out there and they don't all have Maradona or, you know, some really great player. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So would you mind sharing uh, one of the stories of like one of your best investments that would be like the best regarding it? Like, from your side apart from superhuman obviously. yes 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 apart from that one <laughs> um i like the superhuman story because it um you know i have a problem with email you know like mm-hmm. if i speak on television i might get like ten thousand emails and so something that was like solving a problem like you know directly for me yeah. you know is is an issue but you know other ones i would say Super Coffee was another one that's totally different where I was blown away by the commitment of these three brothers. And we just kind of looked at every single step they need to take. And we would make a list of these are the next 20 VCs we're going to introduce you to. And you know, carefully work around with everybody who's making which introduction. And then we would know what their schedules look like and then invite another 20 and another 20 and another 20 and really working with the team on like just every financing. I think that one has been an amazing journey. But, you know, 
I even like working with the companies that are having a hard time. Like sometimes you have yeah. to fire people. Like talk about your choppy weather when it's not raining money and it's now raining like <laughs> bowling balls destroying everything that, you know, I've had to go in and say, we need to fire people today. Like you need to go to the office tomorrow and fire people. It's like, there's no glory in sinking the Titanic to the bottom of the ocean with every man, woman, and child. You've yeah. got to save somebody here and maybe you can hire them back. And in fact, if you fire somebody, at least they can go across the street and get a real job and go home and tell their wife, we're going to pay for this baby somehow. I remember, you know, I, I, so I've had, I've had to fire people where I see a guy in his car in the parking lot like five hours later, not willing to go home. And we know he's got a baby. Like that's tough stuff. So, I mean, you know, all these podcasts are like, oh yeah, I put my trousers on and make a billion dollars every day. There's a very difficult side to this too. And by firing these people, like 30 people in a day at one of these companies where the CEO was crying and can't do it is hard work when it was not raining money. We didn't have investors throwing money at us at that point. The revenue wasn't going to get us there. And we had to tip the company into profitability or just shut down. You know, I don't know. It's not an uplifting story, but, you know, it's hopefully helping somebody. No, it's definitely like the, the hard things about the hard things story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary and Michelle, do you want to go with the quick questions? Yes. So we, um, Mary Ann, do you want to go? Go for it. Perfect. So we do like at the end of our podcast, we have three super fast questions that we ask, which we would like you to answer in one sentence or just using one word. Is that fine with you? Can I Let's go? Let's do it. Perfect. So question number one, is there any country you can expect massive growth from and why? Like emerging countries? I would say Pakistan is one, but another one is just uh, Latin America. Now that so many VCs have moved to Miami and so much of Wall Street is now in Wall Street South, that mm -hmm. Miami is now in the United States where it was not really before, and yet it'll be a wormhole to Latin America. Great. And what would you say is the hottest industry right now? You know, I think technology now applies to every single industry. So I would just go with the answer of, you know, Mark Andreessen's prediction of software will eat the world. The world. <laughs> I think yeah. technology, automating human workflows, integrating into data and, mm -hmm. and doing things faster than the human could ever do is going to hit yes. every single industry. That's so true. I do agree with you on that. And uh, so what advice would you give to other angels to be successful? I think most angels go wrong when they fail to achieve a portfolio that is diversified and they fail to reserve enough cash to act legally on their insider trading information, that the real magic happens on doubling down in your winner. It's a little bit of luck to invest once and have it go up a lot. It's not luck to invest in a bunch of companies so you're safe and you're not losing money and then yeah. invest more money on your best companies. And now you're, you're going to make money without luck and probably a lot of money. Angels typically fail to either have enough money to have a well thought out portfolio construction, or they don't even have the plan. They're just accidentally 
shooting money randomly. Great. Thanks so much. Um, great. That was thank great. You. It's been absolutely great. We thank you so much for everything. We are glad that you drop off uh, from a call when someone told you that your company is raising a 1.1 billion valuation to listen to our awful jokes. So <laughs> uh, thanks again, Henju, and thanks to all our three listeners today for listening to us. Okay, and- thanks for having me, guys. Okay, take care. Bye for now.